11 minutes it is before 8 p.m. Stronger Malini, and uh, it's our wrap of the top business stories where we take a look at the latest developments in the world of money and power. And uh, joining me this evening to take a look at these uh, big stories is market analyst Bandila Matandela. Mdaka Matandela, good evening to you and welcome. Sorry, so, sorry, Bandila, we missed that one. Good evening, my brother. How are you? Good evening, man. Um, I'm good in yourself. Eh? Good, good, good. Yeah, Tema Nogimbela Vigi. Ibn Ngono Fundini, then uh, I guess uh, what happened to uh, one smooth Shabalala. Let, let, let's talk about the story. Hey. Um, hey. I mean, I saw it in the Sunday papers, and uh, I think, um, you know, in this country, when we hear incidents like this, I guess the, the first action is for us to condemn gender based yeah. violence and to condemn, uh, you know, the type of intimidation and the type of violence that is alleged here. Um, notwithstanding, of course, the, the processes that must follow, but we must condemn in the strongest terms uh, this type of uh, a violent uh, expression of uh, whatever issues one play here, and uh, we must uh, start off on that point. But if we move beyond that, um, I guess it uh, also speaks volumes about how uh, you know personal matters can spill over uh, probably yeah, at the worst time. When you're sitting on two uh, uh, buyout bids, um, one effectively valuing your company that you founded at just over a billion. Yeah, so I mean, I think I think to start off, um, Aya is is, is is to really echo your words and your sentiments there. That I think the initial point is always and must always be to condemn, you know. And I think post that, then we can sort of then start looking at the finer details. But I think for me, quite a strange one, right? Um, particularly in, in, in corporate South Africa. I mean, I can't remember a time where we've dealt with something similar previously. And again, probably then shines this light on a much broader topic uh, around, you know, the, the, the impact of personal uh, standings and personal and personal things on, 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 on business matters. I mean, of course, the story came through with um, Adept IT CEO, uh, Mr. Spusha Manana, who, you know, I think is currently going through a process of divorce. Uh, we saw uh, over the weekend, Sunday Times reporting that um, the, 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 the lover of the estranged wife of the CEO, um, a gentleman by the name of Sipon Zuzu, Zuzu had actually been badly um, injured um, in mm. what the, 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 the wife alleges and accuses the the, the, the husband Usbusha Balala to have hired mm. the thugs who, who who then um beat up this person and, and is now in a critical condition. I mean of course I think the story here is how it's affected Adapt IT where we've seen their shares basically fall at about uh, close to 11.3% on, on, on Monday, mm. which po- possibly leads them to a worst day, their worst day in about a year now in terms of, of, of share performances. And I think, as you mentioned, you know, it, it, it affects, you know, uh, various various issues within the particular organization. We do know that they've extended by another week the deadline for <clears throat> the fulfillment of that scheme with that Canadian investment to buy, you know, that Canadian kind of investment firm. So I think it's, 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 it comes at a worst, mm-hmm. at a very bad time for him. It comes at a very bad time for the shareholders of Adept IT. But at the same time, you know, I think it just shines a light on perhaps another topic here around, you know, the, the, the power that uh, certain individuals have and sure. to the extent in which they are prepared to tap into that power mm. in order to get their interests um, advanced, you know. So mm. I think it's a it's a very difficult one. Of course, you know, there's still going to be investigations that are going to happen at this point. There's still allegations. We're not really sure what's what, what's what. 
But I think, you know, uh, as you opened um, the, the discussion, you know, we have to condemn. Sure. But a very difficult one for the shareholders as well. I mean, as a shareholder, what do you do with mm. this? You know, it's a very difficult thing to do because also, one, you want to, you know, you want the deals to go through. You want to hold mm. your CEO accountable to a certain extent. But also, this is a personal matter. And it's still allegations at this point and something that's probably going to take a lot of time, a long time to prove or disprove. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, as a shareholder, you're feeling the effect and, and, and the impacts immediately. You know? yeah, so it's and, a very, very difficult one. And, and also, Bandi, I mean, it's then also mixed up with a very contentious uh, divorce matter, which, yeah. um, you know, I guess complicates the issue further. But I mean, two, two things for me that emerge here, which I want us to maybe think about and unpack. I think the first one is the reportage around us on the weekend and, of course, you know, the the issues and the links of the two gentlemen in question here with, um, you know, uh, I guess, um, suggestions of connections to the governing party. And, uh, you know, uh, in the case of one Mr. Nzuza, I mean, that also came up in, in, in the report. Um, and, some, you know, someone might ask, why is that relevant? Uh, it's relevant in the context of, I guess, some of the assertions that have been made that, uh, you know, the beans are going to be spilt here in particular ways uh, that have a bearing and, uh, you know, even the sharing in what is alleged to be big ANC WhatsApp groups of, you know, some of the issues in question here. That, that's the one. I think the second one for me uh, when it comes to this matter is if you're sitting at a board level and uh, I think they must be commended here for acting swiftly and sending a signal that, you know, they are dealing with this particular matter, mm. irrespective of whether it's the founder or the CEO of the company. Uh, but uh, it's a big lesson, I mean, of 2021. We saw it, you know, in the case of um, the revelations in the Zondo Commission, uh, you know, from, uh, um, you know, Normam Goma and some of the issues that came out there. And similarly, I think that there's an anticipation in this case uh, that uh, there might be similar similar issues that come up as well. So it's a big lesson for many management teams and boards uh, that uh, this idea of thinking what occurs in the realm of the home doesn't have a material impact or bearing uh, you know, on uh, asset values and, you know, the share mm. price and even mm. political currency, uh, mm. I think is uh, something of the past. You can't create this Chinese wall between, you know, what Bandile is in the workplace and what Bandile is and does um, within the realm of the home. Yeah, and I think it's, it's probably a very difficult one as well, Aya, because as a board, right, how do you mitigate against that risk? Mm. You know, I think... I think it's a very, very difficult one. Um, but, but I think again, you know, it's, it's, it's. I think the broader conversation is what you're saying, in, in, in the sense that we're moving towards a world where can people can't really separate their lives to say this is who I am at home, this is who I am at work, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think this conversation has been ongoing for a very long time. Perhaps not at an executive level and at a board level, but where people have sometimes felt aggrieved to say that they may they, they they were dismissed or didn't get certain promotions because of their behaviors on social media, because of their behaviors in 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 within the the the, 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 the public space, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think it it's it, it's a very very tricky one, you know. I think yes, the world is moving towards that direction, and I think to a certain extent, you know, it's warranted to to, to think that way. But I think in this case, it might also slightly be different because just of the extent and the, and then the size of everything that's involved here. Mm. And you know, and as you correctly mentioned in that first point where that, that, that requires unpacking is these ties, you know, with, with, with the governing party, particularly looking at what's happening in the governing party currently and also looking at sort of this, you know, clean up that's 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 seemingly happening. You know, people these things begin to to, to, to make a lot of sense and mm. become relevant. 
But I think this is, for me, this is a story that's not going away anytime soon. I think there's a lot that we're going to see from this story. And I think, as you pointed out, we might have a similar situation mm-hmm. with the Kigabas where we begin to see um, uh, bins being spilled. But of course, you know, uh, it's going to be an ongoing story, I think a mm-hmm. growing story. But um, again, commend, commandment, we must commend the, the, the board as well for, for, for acting. But I think it makes it so difficult for companies mm-hmm. going forward. Yeah. To mitigate against some of these risks, you know, and I, and I mean, I was sitting there thinking about it myself to say how how do you possibly mitigate against this risk? How do you foresee it possibly happening? And what controls do you actually put in place to make sure that the impact and the effects mm. felt by the organization are very minimal? Yeah. So I think it's 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 um, it's probably a case study that we need to look into going forward as well, you mm. know, and just looking mm. particularly from a governance perspective as well as the risk assessment and mitigation perspective, there's a lot of lessons that we could possibly pick up for such cases. I think many of the people who listen to the show who make decisions in the places where they work, uh, yeah, would do well, uh, Bandila, to take your uh, advice and your insight from the situation that says, this is probably the time where you should be thinking about how you manage uh, situations like this. And not just in that, you know, uh, paternalistic and cold and clinical you know, PR, reputation management, crisis management approach. No, but effectively, really, I guess, sensitizing uh, Uh all people to realize, you know, this thing of thinking you can sort of demarcate and distinguish your home life from who you are here in the workplace, uh, I think is something of the past. And uh, it's really good to see the board of Adapt IT intervening as quickly as they did in this particular case, uh, where these uh, uh, very strong allegations have been made. Yeah, that, I think I think yeah, yeah. maybe just as, uh, on a, as a last point, uh, I, I mean, I think also the board, right, will be able to act based on policies that are there. You know, yes. I think the challenge as well from organizations is now to begin to adapt their policies. Because ultimately, if you're going to hold me accountable as an executive, there has to be a policy in place that was 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 was, was there in, in initially. Otherwise, it becomes a very difficult one, and you can find yourself down the CCMA route or the labor court route, and it becomes very lengthy discussions, and it becomes a very extensive process. So I think it, 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 the onus is on companies as well now to begin to build into their policies such things that account for such eventualities, what happens in a particular eventuality, so that we can, re, you know, because ultimately what you also want to remove from it is that is that personal bias perspective mm. where a human mm. being is making this call. Sure. Because we understand corporate is a very, you know, sometimes you're not aligned with the right people and this can, and then and a personal matter can mm. then be brought in as a way to oust you. You know, so I think it will be very important as well to, to, to think through the policies that we put in place and, 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 and just to also keep in mind, you know, the, the, the law in the back of all of this, because sure. you don't want to put people in a position where now, you know, you're denying them their rights to certain things and privacy and all of that. But at the same time, I think you're correct. You know, the, 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 the days of completely separating your life to, 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 to your work life and your family life are, are, are over, mm. particularly as, as people become brands, you know, and, 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 and as we all become so connected through digitization, mm. it really does matter um, what, what people and what the markets and what human beings feel about you because ultimately then informs the decisions that are going to be made, mm. which could impact the asset bases and, the, and then the value and the figures on that particular fund. So I think mm. it's becoming more interconnected. So we are creating a simpler world through technology and digitization, but at the same time, we are adding certain layers of complication. Mm. But I suppose that comes with any change. Sure, sure, sure. Um, Let's shift maybe to a sad story now, I guess uh, the story of um, one Pierre uh, Fantonda uh, from the Spur Corporation. Uh, 
now, we ran with this story last week, Monday, uh, this after, I guess, just over a week ago. He had shot himself, we understand, in the basement of his apartment out in Seapoint, Akapa. Uh, and, uh, yeah, hearing the news uh, that uh, he passed on uh, last night, um, I mean, just your reflections on what this guy had done with this uh, entity. I mean, uh, people really speak in glowing terms of an entity, you know, that started with around 45, mm. um, you know, uh, outlets across the length and breadth of the country to around 630 by the time he left um, across 17 countries. Yeah, I think for me, you know, when I read the story, you know, there's obviously the human element where, you know, it's, it's a very sad, sad, sad thing. And again, you know, condolences to, to, to his wife and his family and, uh, you know, and his overall friends and colleagues from a corporate perspective. But you know, I mean, I think it's 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 amazing, you know, when you look at the story of uh, of Pierre and you just consider that, you know, this is this is someone who sort of worked his way through that spur uh, group, you know, joining in, of course, as a junior restaurant manager, then making his way up to MD and then CEO. You know, it's it's it, what he's done with that group, with that old organization, is really really amazing. I mean, as you said, they you know they started at about forty restaurants. And now he's built, basically built this MNC that operates across 17 countries at 630 restaurants across, you know, the, the, those various locations. I think for me, this is a story that definitely needs to be told. You know, um, it, 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 it's amazing what has happened to that organization. Mm. And, you know, um, I mean, of course, he had retired in, 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 in December. So the, the, the impact on the organization itself I can imagine are going to be going to be extensive, but you know it's really just to say rest in peace to to to, to Mr. Fandonda, and again to just acknowledge and recognize the good work he has done uh, within the spare um, spare group, and then I mean I think close to 630 stores in in in, in about three decades is really really big, you know, and I think it's we, it's something that uh, it's a story that needs to be told, and um, hopefully. Um, that 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 will give the family to a certain extent a, a level of comfort to know mm. that this is someone who within the business circles was 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 well respected mm. for what he was able to do for that company. Sure, sure, definitely, definitely, and uh, yeah, um, you know, our sincere condolences to the uh, Fantonda family uh, on the passing of uh, uh, Pierre. They dedicated uh, many decades uh, of his life. Uh, to the Spur Corporation, and uh, yeah, quite a considerable stable now. I mean, they include the likes of Rockamama's, Hussle's Grill, mm. Um, mm. and many other corporations. I mean, I, I was pleasantly surprised to to see, you know, that uh, they had now even tried to repurpose their operation somewhat to capture the fast food segment, which is something, you know, w- that one would have never thought of, uh, The that the Spur frontline retail element would be doing that kind of thing. But let's shift our attention to the, you know, uh, gold sector, and we've certainly been seeing thick and fast over the last week or so. Uh, a lot of updates coming through from commodity miners um, who are really, I guess, you know, uh, reveling in this uh, favorable price environment mm. they find themselves in. I mean, if you think about Anglo Gold Ashanti, which certainly doesn't mine in South Africa anymore, uh, with uh, operations in Latin America and uh, operations in West Africa, uh, with that mine, uh, the Obuasi mine just outside Accra, um, they've certainly seen, um, you know, massive, I guess, dividends on the production side of things, on the back of uh, some of the capital investments and improvements in that particular mine in West Africa. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think they actually accredit um, their, their success. In fact, their, their performance in the first three months, um, one of the reasons they give is, that it's just that, that performance of that particular mine. 
And um, I mean, I think for me, it's it's, it's so surprising that um, the, the the gold sector really has, has has rebounded. I mean, I think of course when 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 lockdown started, you know, there was just the issues around production, the limitations in terms of people that could could be in in certain mine shafts. But I think it's it's not it's, it's not unexpected that they're beginning to rebound. And I think as we begin to look at these numbers as well, I mean, I think the, the only caution I would throw um, towards that side is to say, you know, when we're comparing these numbers, because we, we tend to use year-on-year comparisons, it's important to also look at pre-COVID times uh, for our comparisons because, you know, I think that the, 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 a lot of the companies are going to be on and up, particularly looking uh, into 2021. But I think um, for me, there's no real surprises. They are, of course, benefiting from the commodity prices. I know and platinum as well has been, has been on the high. So I think it's looking very good for for for, for these organisations and um, yeah I mean I think the the, the interim CEO at uh, Ashanti Gold also did mention that listen this is um, this this is a good this is a good 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 showing and that this year the next two years are going to be very critical years for for the organisation as they, they they increase their investments and I think that. Um, Mine out of Accra is going to be one of their leading ones, definitely. Mm, mm. And uh, yeah, I mean, I guess uh, the sun continues to shine on many a miner uh, during this moment as commodity prices continue to rally. And uh, they certainly have also uh, buoyed and uh, appreciated the South African rand, uh, which cleared yep. uh, that 14, uh, uh, 14 rand mark to the US dollar, uh, which is a significant, I guess, psychological barrier, Bandile, uh, when we think. Uh, about the uh, South African currency. Uh, last one here I'm quite interested in. Clicks are coming in and buying some of the pharmacies from Pick and Pay. Uh, Pick and Pay making it clear that uh, this is certainly not uh, part of their strategy to keep these pharmacies, but a big part of that strategy is to go full in on Boxer Superstores. Yeah, so <laughs> very interesting one. I mean, I think we've been discussing Clicks for, for, for a while now, you know, just tracking their performance over the the various months, and I think we discussed extensively their um, their overall performance from last year, a couple of weeks back, where they had a really really strong showing. You know, they were sitting on very good uh, margins, they were sitting on very good um, cash reserves. So also again, not surprising that they're beginning to make investments. Um, but I think from a pick and pay perspective, for me, it was it was um, a bit surprising to be honest with you, especially considering just how. Showbright has been aggressive, you know, in 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 in, in growing with, with regards to the Medirite group, as well as Transform, um, the, the the two pharmacies, you know. So for me, I had I had imagined that Show, um, Pick and Pay would just maybe perhaps reposition some of these pharmacies because mm-hmm. I, I was just always worried about the positioning and just how closely affiliated they are to the to the Pick and Pay brand. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've always thought that perhaps. It, it's good to have them as a standalone to a certain extent. You know, I was then, actually thinking, and yes, and yes, but if I must, yes, I pick and pay. Like, I, I can't it's, recall. It's, mm. it's in certain stores, right? And it, and and most of them are actually inside these stores. You know, so by the time you're there, you know, I, you you're there for, for groceries. Mm. If you happen to pick up any medication, it's probably the medication on the aisle anyway. You know, for me, I don't know if the model really worked, you know, because I think um, a, a, a customer going to a pharmacy mm. is going to a pharmacy. It's not an accidental buy. You know, it's not one of those because I was here, I might as well sure. buy headache sure. pills. You know, so for me, I've always just felt that the positioning was not necessarily correct. Mm. Uh, and I, in fact, I would have gone as far as having registering it under a different brand. But but listen, you know, it's, it's you, you try various things yeah. in business. The CEO did come out and say they've re-looked at their strategy. Mm. You know, they're going to be focusing 
extensively on 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 on, on that on, on the other supermarket, and they're not going to be sure. looking at the, the the pharmacy route, which is surprising as well. I mean, I mean, we, we're moving towards an era or in a, a stage where you know healthcare is sort of yeah. short to prominence as one of the key industries. You know, you would imagine that this is going to go on for for a number of years. You know, as as we sort of recover from the hangover of the pandemic once of course we've, we've fully gone past it yeah. you'd imagine that the healthcare sector is going to be a very lucrative one but, you but know don't and you I, think bandila i mean that the big story here certainly is, is also the the question mark around distribution so, yeah. so you make the comparison between medirite and what you know uh, a pick and pay had and i would think that a big part of why medirite has been sort of economically feasible certainly for shoprite has largely been uh, due to the efficiencies they get from their massive distribution yeah. network. Yeah. And if you think about healthcare and pharmaceuticals distribution, I get a lot of clicks in that space. I mean, with that United, uh, UPD, I think, United yeah. uh, Pharmaceutical Distributors. So so this is probably the kind of play that clicks, you know, it gets clicks to continue saying that, you know, we've got effectively a, a pharmacy within six kilometers of everybody in this country. Um, and now we're even going further. We're going to have them as close as possible to where, you know, your pick and pays are or where some of the pick and pay pharmacies used to be. Um, yeah. And I guess, you know, yeah. for them, I mean, it's it's a boon because they're already stocking the stuff. It's already in their uh, yeah. warehouses and, whole, and, you know, wholesale distribution networks. So, you know, it's an extra market for them. But I think for, for pick and pay, it's probably, you know, stamping his authority there, the new... Uh, the new chief at the top and, uh, you know, because I think Brasha left. Um, so it's probably his first step to say, hey, here's the strategy and, you know, this is the first action to show you that we're quite clear about this strategy and we don't want to be selling medicines anymore. Yeah, I mean, I think I think there's a, there's a lot in just what you're saying there and and maybe just quickly to, to you know, when I, as I was reading some of these articles, you know, how crazy it is, you know, um, 50% of the population mm. live within six kilometers of a click yeah, pharmacy. Yeah. You know, these are the type of stats that you wish for government clinics and government hospitals mm. because effectively that's when I think you'll begin to see the real impact of this particular thing. But I think I, I agree with you, I am, and I think it, it, it most likely is a distribution um, issue. And it's also probably just a, a, a re-strategizing and realignment um, exercise for the pick and pay, you know, to say, mm. listen, maybe let's go back to the drawing board. Let's go back to what we know best. Let's get that up and running because I think... The, the 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 retail sector is the is a sector that has transitioned and transformed quite extensively over the past couple of years with the introduction mm. of a lot of players. Sure. You know, I think if you look about 10, 15 years back, you didn't have the Woolworths Foods of this world. You know, you've seen checkers sort of transform and then and, and, and go through this rebrand to a certain extent. So I think maybe it makes sense to a certain to to, to for pick and pay. But I think for me, just looking at the, the, the health sector, I, I would have definitely thought maybe they would have just stayed in a bit longer or maybe uh, to a certain extent structure a partnership of some sort mm. particularly if the idea is to tap into the distribution um, uh, of clicks you know yeah. but but again you know as you say you know it's probably a statement as well from the, the from the new CE there you know to say I'm, I'm in charge this is what we're mm. doing and, and, and one of the best ways of course to show that you you, you, you are around and you're in charge is, is to begin to make bold decisions because this is this is definitely a bold one. Mm. But we will wait we will wait for that approval of course by the competition sure. regulatory authorities. I, I can imagine um that there the would be against that. But I think for me one of the biggest takeaways and what I'm happy about is is that all stuff employed in these pharmacies will simply be transferred from pick and pay to clicks. Mm. Uh, and, you know, because, you know, whenever these transitions yeah. happen, you always worry about the employees and what's going to happen to mm. people. 
and people always get left by the wayside. Yeah. But as it stands, it looks like um, kicks will be absorbing all those employees. Yeah, and we must ask those questions. I mean, what implications is this tie-up going to have for working people? And but uh, because uh, uh, my next conversation and uh, yeah, my next guest is probably waiting in anticipation is with uh, the NUMSA, and uh, we're going to be talking about issues that relate to Abasebenzi. So, come and thank you very much for your time. Thanks a lot. That there was Bandila Matandela, uh, market analyst, helping us there with the wrap of the top business stories.